0: Hello and welcome to the Roam Around League Podcast. I'm your host, for NFL scout, Tyler. Today's episode will look back at last week's tie to the Giants. You don't really know how to feel about it afterwards. Better than a loss, but they have plenty of opportunities to get the win. I really think they're better than New York, and they had some opportunities to you know, get that win. It just didn't turn out that way. 7-5-1, they're the 8th seed in the NFC right now, and wouldn't be in the playoffs as of today. Luckily, they don't start today, so they have plenty of chances to get into the field. Starting with that Giants rematch next week on Sunday Night Football. I'll do a mini top ten mock draft for twenty twenty three on this episode of the pod. So a lot to get to. So here we go. I right, moving into the game. Obviously, you know this team started off really hot. Hot. It was ten nothing uh, at the end of the first, or close to it. The uh, fumble by Daniel Jones, caused by a great play by Jonathan Allen, covered by Jamin Davis. Here we get a field goal on the ensuing drive. Could honestly score a touchdown. Heineke missed uh, Logan Thomas on a uh, corner out that would have probably set him in the end zone with a good throw or led him into the end zone or at least, you know, set up a first-and-goal situation. Fortunately, they only came up with a field goal, still got one set of that drive. Um, and, then, and then eventually, later in the quarter, they, uh great play by, obviously, Terry McLaurin and one-handed catch from Taylor Heineke where he did the rest on a drag route, made a bro tackle from Fabian Rowe, walked into the end zone. Uh, I think everything changed. When they had that big play to Darius Slayton, um, yes, it could have maybe been called offensive pass interference. But Christian Holmes has to do a better job of playing the ball. Uh, I know they, you know, he was, you know, pushed to an extent, but They're not going to call that. There wasn't a lot of extension there from Darius Slayton, um, and it just, it, I think, everything that play doesn't happen. I don't know how this game turns out. I maybe mean, Washington wins by two touchdowns, and you know, there's not a tie and stuff. But just something about the momentum really struck from there. Penalties involved. Um, also you know were a a big part of the factor like i said the potential offensive pi to christian holmes then you had the one that they picked up going to terry where Fabian clearly held or pass interference whatever you want to call it legal contact on terry some reason they conference about it picked it up my other thing is is i guess maybe they'd maybe even uncatchable but honestly if you know fabian was in the way terry might have at least had a chance to die for it so, I mean, that was a really bad call that only led to a field goal. The call where Kevon Thibodeau took Cornelius Lucas' helmet off. No one thought twice about it. That should have been a legal hands to the face, would have said, but a first down inside the red zone, forced the after the sack, led to a 52-yard field goal to Joey Sly, which he missed. And obviously he was great against Philly in those 50-yarders, but, you know, you can't expect the guy to make 50 yards every time. So if they call that, that drive's going, and they maybe score a touchdown there um but obviously and then obviously there was a phantom christian uh, i mean of uh, holding on uh charles lena later in the game which i mean didn't have too much of an impact per se but um because it was already you know kind of they were held up against their own end zone uh and it would have made it i think it made it first and 12 or whatever because they were so close to the end zone. But either way that was a bad call another bad call was ogan thomas's illegal block in the back he nowhere near blocking him in the back it was you know if anything i guess they saw as was a back block but even then that wouldn't have been a call for them to make um but Logan played I mean Logan's penalty there was non existent. I don't know what they were looking at. And the other one with Perry Butler Percy Butler excuse me bad I mean that was a the right call but it was a bad play by him to get the um an uh I suppose like conduct what hitting the guy out, out of bounds on the punt play. I around mean, on the punt, you know that cost Washington some field position there. So like I said there was some missed opportunities right there um that you know should have you know led to a hopefully a commander's win. Um, but, you know, it just didn't work out that way. Christian Holmes, um, he was kind of my biggest... He shouldn't have played, uh, Honest. He looked okay against Atlanta, um, but he was targeted by the Giants, and they don't have any receivers. And it's, you know, unfortunate that he was beat on that touchdown to um, Isaiah Hodgins. Nice route by Hodgins, but Christian Holmes overplayed it really, really badly and, you know, got beat. And obviously, the, the big, play, big play to Slayton that I mentioned earlier... Was on Christian home, so I, I'm not even putting this all on him. He's a rookie seventh rounder. Your team should not be in a playoff position. Should not be relying on a seventh round rookie to start a corner for you in the middle of a playoff race. That goes back to playing in the offseason and even during the season. I don't know why they didn't build up more depth. Um, and you have guys on the practice squad. They, I mean, Corn Elder. You know, goes back to Ron Rivera's days in Carolina. You would have thought he would have brought him up or something. Um, sign afraid off the street anyone would have been better than Holmes at this point and obviously Danny Johnson was once he put Danny Johnson in it was a much much better play I mean he he had a couple of nice plays in coverage he had a sack had a near interception at the last play of the game um, that uh, at overtime so he played really well I was screaming for them to put him in position right after the uh, play to slate and um, obviously he went a little longer and a lot of touchdown to Hodges but after that touchdown he didn't see Christian Holmes again which he shouldn't have played. Like Again, I'm not putting this all on him. He's a rookie 7th under, put in a tough spot, but he had to play. And I, he, I don't know why Danny Johnson didn't get the call. Because even when Danny Johnson played earlier in the year in the slot against Minnesota, he played pretty nicely as well. So, and he had some good plays, good games last year when he played in the slot for Washington. So if say, Juice is out again next week, Christian Holmes should not see the field. It should be Danny Johnson or um, pretty much anyone else, Richard Wild Goose, uh, Tar Castro Fields um or like i said bring up out from the practice squad so um but hopefully St. is back obviously they were beating by Daniel jones 60 plus yards rushing obviously he is a good running quarterback they but they over pursued it at times um and it led to some you know plays by Daniel jones barkley had a pretty nice game there were some they had nice gains here and there it wasn't a huge game by him but obviously those that is their best weapon and like i said their wide receivers made some plays and i think it's more in the secondary because i don't think giants receivers are anything to write home about uh Slayton is a you know capable number three to serve in the nfl he's a number one right now um he's someone that you know he he's, he can make a big play like he did um because he's a good deep threat but other than that it should isaiah hodden is a former six-round pick that was cut by the bills and you know he like I said had a nice touchdown and a couple other nice catches um and maybe he's going to be a, you know a quality player for them and washington should not have allowed him to play the way they did um but uh you know Getting back to, I mean, moving on to the defensive line, uh, Sweat was lost in, in the game and had concussion like symptoms. Hopefully he's back next week. That Obata, Obada, Seth Williams did a pretty good job in his absence. Um, Drawn pain, stud, two sacks, was, could not be blocked one on one. I don't know why they thought they could. But obviously that's why you know, it's having him and Jonathan together is such a great combination because most of the time they're doubling Jonathan and it's freeing up the Ron. So Allen had a sack as well. Eight tackles, forced fumble. Those guys are both Pro Bowlers, and they should be in the Pro Bowl. I don't see why they wouldn't be. Um, but they are—they've been amazing this year. The main reason why this team is where they're at this uh, at this point in the season. So um, it's just really, really awesome to watch them week in and week out and do what they do um, against opposing offenses. Um, Jamin Davis was pretty good. I mean, he had some plays where he's out of position. That let Daniel Jones having a few runs out of the pocket, but again, you know, he, he's always—he's he's looking to make a play and he's getting better. So I can't you know, fault him for that. And, you know, he's got to be a little more disciplined. Kenneth Fuller was good, um, has been for the last month or so. That's, that's awesome to see rest secondary with uh, McCain, Cam, and um, Derek Forrest were good as, again, their they're stout secondary group right now, love watching them play. But obviously, I mentioned earlier, Christian Holmes had a rough day. Daniel Johnson much better once he came in for him, but they missed Benjamin St. Juice. He's their best cover corner right now. Um, and you know he he's had a really really good second year, the you know obviously second round the third round former third round pick, and uh, with his admitted ankle sprain, hopefully the a shot to play against the Giants next week. Um, definitely want him back the following week in San Francisco, um, on Christmas Eve. But hopefully um, the Giants game he'll be back for. Um, offensively, the Giants love with blitz. That's what Wayne Martindale is known for. And he kind of has to um, with the lack of talent he has in that defensive um, secondary. But obviously, you can put them in some bad instances as well because if they get beat, if the ball gets out quickly, their the second, their corners will get beat. Um, Fabian Monroe's a okay number three or four corner. I think Washington fans know that. But if you're having him cover the team's best receiver, um, also known as Terry McLaurin, he's going to get beat. And he was. Terry had his way with him all week, uh, all day. You know, Terry's the number one receiver in this league, bona fide stud. Um, and it was, you know, obviously great to see him get you know, get some targets and, you know, get a 100-yard game. He'd get a 100-yard game each week, honestly, he really could if the game plan was scripted that way, um, and he, you know, they need to go back to that matchup again and again um, next week against the Giants again after the bye. Um, the blitzing by uh, Martindale did cause some problems. The office line, obviously, is not very good for Washington. Taylor Small is going to be hard to see him, you know, over the guys coming um, through gaps, um, so that hopefully that doesn't provide a blueprint from defenses going forward because obviously Washington struggled to take care of it later in the game on today had some success but um you know that's something they're gonna have to work on obviously Tyler Lawson's gonna be a huge um problem going forward if he's gonna be out for looks like probably the majority of the rest of the season if not the rest all the rest of the season um he's been quality at center Cosme had the ankle injury. He's a guy, that's, you know, been hurt a lot in his first two years. I don't know what they're going to do at that right guard position going forward. If it's going to go back to Trey Turner, which I'm sure it was because he was playing better this last, you know, three or four weeks. I think they'll keep Lucas at right tackle, especially if Cosme continues to be out. Um, I think West Schweitzer should start at center. He was, you know, practicing there all summer before he got hurt, and when Chase rullier was out, um so you're probably looking at Charles Leno, Norwell, Wes Schweitzer, Trey Turner, and Cornelius Lucas um as your top five you know starting off its alignment not a great group but hopefully you can get some consistency going this next you know the last four games of the year um Robinson another near 100 yard game just plods and chugs forward always falls forward um he's been a great you know rookie third round pick for them so far Gibson likes him with a little more but um, the only thing you could say is that sometimes I feel like you know he should be getting more of the design outside runs that even Robinson's getting Gibson obviously has a speed um Right, this is more of the thumper so um that's the only thing I would switch up for the run game but obviously I like they're sticking to it it's been successful it's why this team has turned around their season and they have you know one of the best one two run one two punches in the running backs uh, for running backs in the NFL right now um Taylor had a slow start like I said I mentioned earlier he missed it there to Logan Thomas that opening drive after the turnover um also missed Jahan Dotson later on an over route later in the game that would have been a big 20-25 yard play um you know, he's a guy that's going to frustrate you I mean, um, when I'm watching the game I'm like, this is, why is that sustainable? Maybe you, you go back to Carson when he's healthy um, not Maybe not right away But just, you know, Taylor just has some moments where he misses throws Or, um, you know, doesn't see, you know, the guy coming off the edge And, you know, obviously Taylor's a guy that he is a really good backup quarterback in this league um, And I'm happy that he's playing well I'm happy this team is winning um, But, you know, this is, I don't think it's sustainable So I think it's um, But they got to ride with him His team loves him and i think the best thing you could say about him is that he's clutch i mean that fourth and four or whatever it was at the end of the game to find curtis you know after the scrambling to his left was an amazing play he may play like that against indianapolis um he just jonathan Allen out of the game said it's the biggest nuts he's ever seen the dude just has moxie he has you know the kind of screw it attitude that's you know awesome to see us it. love him to play that way for four quarters and if that was the case you know you'd be more excited about him as your starting quarterback so he just makes plays when it counts so you can't ever count him out I uh, don't ever plan to do that again so um he should be the starter for this team he will he should and will be going forward as a unless he you know catastrophically you know craps the bed somehow but you know taylor just they just need some more consistency out of him and once he shows that it's going to be more viable threat going forward but um like you said if you have him and you have a two-minute drill three-minute drill whatever you want to call it you got to feel good about your chances because Taylor's done a good amount of time for this team now in the last two years. Um, I guess a little bit earlier, it's Harry's stud. He catches 105 yards, uh, made Fabian Monroe look like Fabian Monroe. So, I mean, he's a guy that's going to continue to get targeted uh, against the Giants. Curtis Samuel, clutch catch on the fourth down. Uh, to get five catches, four carries. I just love what he brings to this team that he can do both. Um, and the run game and pass game, that's why I was so excited You know, when they signed him from Carolina. Obviously, last year was a bad year, but um, he's obviously hitting a stride for Washington now. John had a mini breakout, five catches, 54 yards, and a TD. I mean, you can't say enough about that spin move. That was a Madden-esque spin move. So freaking cool to see. I mean, he's going to be such a good team, good player for this team. He uh, just needs the opportunity, and he hasn't got much of it since he's come back from his injury. Um, but now that he is healthy, I want to see him get the ball more. Yes, they run the ball a lot, so obviously they're going to be limited opportunities, and most of those limited opportunities are going to go to guys like Terry and Curtis. Um, but you know, Dotson, he needs he needs the rock. I mean, he he's a really good special young player with the ball in his hands, and even if it's on um, jet sweeps and rounds, screen, quick game slants, um, that doesn't matter. Jahani's ball in his hand because you can see what he does, especially with that spin move, um, which was just you know so cool to see. Logan had a pretty poor game. That one drive he kinda wrecked by himself. Yes, one of the penalties on that drive was not a block in the back, but was, you know, it is what it is. He had a um, he got beat off the edge and that led to a football fumble by Taylor Heineke. Um, and it just, you know, Logan didn't have that great of a game. And, you know, none of the tight ends really stood out anyways. But um, obviously, you want to see you know Logan step up being a better on this team, and you know obviously play better this last four games. Team had chances, like I said earlier. Definitely could have been a win. Didn't have to be a tie. Whether you contribute out to penalties, um, miss opportunities, it just you know it is what it is. And like I said, a tie is not a loss, but definitely should have been a win for this team. I think he's um, the Giants. They can't cover defend this Commanders offense. With office lines, the equalizer because they can be beat, especially when the Giants bring the blitz. Um, but there's no way no one in a secondary. That Giants secondary is competent enough to carry to cover Terry, Jahan, Curtis. Um, and it just hopefully that's going to be more evident on Sunday Night Football next week. Um, they are just much more talented than the Giants on offense offense and defense. I really don't know how this game was even close, uh, but the Giants are well coached. Um, and Saquon Barkley obviously is a stud and Dana Jones. Um, provides a you know threat with his legs, and that's really what you know kind of keep the Washington defense neutralized for a good amount of the game. Um, but again, I, I think Washington will capitalize and beat them next week. Um, I do love this team's vibe. You can tell they care for each other. They have great com- camaraderie. They're rooting for each other, um, and that's really really cool to see. I like. If I remember having a team like this um, in my time as a Washington fan. I mean, that's been pretty much been my whole life. So um, it's just really nice to see that this team obviously um, wants to win, and you know is always have each other's backs um huge rematch next week obviously i'll be more hit more on that next week's pod previewing that the giants have the eagles this week um that should be a loss for them Then you you would have both teams at seven five and one um and obviously that's going to be an absolute pivotal game going forward for tiebreak purposes and playoff purposes so it's going to be a huge huge game that's why the nfl flexed sunday night all right, moving on quickly to the draft. Um, this is, you know, in previous years, this is when you're kind of hitting on for Washington um, and looking at mock drafts, seeing who they're going to pick, scouting guys for them. Um, but um, you know, luckily they're not in that position right now. They're obviously playing really good, you know, football right now, and um, hopefully that continues and you know makes a playoff push. So, some you know, focus on this top ten picks right now. This is how the draft order would be if the season ended today. So at first I have the Houston Texans uh, going quarterback I'm going to go ahead and going on Bryce Young the Heisman Trophy winner from last year. He's six foot one ninety four. That's going to be his biggest issue. You know in the pre draft process. He's a smaller guy, obviously, skinnier as well. On um, this year he has three thousand yards, three thousand seven hundred yards passing, twenty twenty seven touchdowns and five interceptions. Last year in the Heisman winning campaign he had forty seven touchdowns, seven interceptions to go along with four thousand eight hundred seventy two passing yards. Obviously he's a run threat as well. He's a clutch, has that clutch factor too. Um, I really like him. I think he's better than CJ Stroud. Um, I know it, the build is gonna scare off some teams, but I think he'd be a really nice fit in Houston. Um they have, you know, a good piece of Damian Pierce at running back. Um he third was college teammate John Metch He was out this year recovering from cancer. Um but, you know, that, that quarterback receiver rapport will be strong between those two, The Nico Collins. I don't feel how Brandon Collins going, Brandon Cook going forward because he wants out of Houston. Um but Bryce Young would be someone that I would pick if I had the number one pick and you're looking for a quarterback. Two, you have the Bears, have them go with Ed Rusher, Will Anderson. Um, Will Anderson from Alabama would be a you know number one pick in other years, but a team doesn't need a quarterback. Uh, he is 6'4, two, 243 pounds. He has 27.5 sacks these last two years, 17.5 last year, 10 this year. He's a stud. um The Bears need edge rushers. Um, obviously, trading Khalil Mack of the offseason, and they traded Robert Quinn during the season. The Bears need a lot. They need receivers, they need um, D-tackles, D-ends, um, they traded away at Roquan Smith, they could use an inside linebacker So they can go a lot Of different ways here, I think Jalen Carter from Georgia Would be another good pick for them, but I think well, Anderson is just too, too Darn good to really pass up here at number two Three of the Seahawks, this is from the Russell Wilson trade, um, from the Broncos um, I have a good one Defense tackle Jalen Carter from Georgia, he's 6'3 300 pounds, six sacks over these last Two years, he lives in the backfield um, He's a stud against the run These are going to get better and better as he um, develops his game to be a pass rusher as well, so they could be a good pick for Seattle. Number four, you have the Lions. This is from the Rams-Matthew Stafford trade. Um, So this is where the Rams would be, but this is now the Lions pick. Um, Jared Goff, I mean, he's been fine for them. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. uh, If they want to ride with Goff and maybe pick um, a defensive player, like I said, if a Will Anderson or Jalen Carter drops down, um, might be someone they would think about in play, but for these purposes, I'm going with the quarterback here, CJ Stroud from Ohio State. CJ is 6'3, 218. Um, he's a Heisman finalist and has the potential to win it this upcoming Saturday. Um, he has 3,340 yards passing, 37 touchdowns, six interceptions. That's last year. I mean, those are this year's stats, and last year he had 44 touchdowns to go along with six interceptions. So that's, you know, 80 plus touchdowns and only to 12 interceptions his two years as a starter. Big physical build, can tackle all three levels, really good arm. Um, I think the Lions could use, um, you know, obviously a game-changing piece at quarterback. Golf is a really good game manager at this point in his career. Um, but they have Lions that turn around their season. They're 5-7 right now. They have a lot of good young pieces. But, you know, if C.J. Shroud would have but if Jamison Williams would throw to Amon Ross St. Brown, um, he would have DeAndre Swift in the backfield. Jam- Jamal Williams a free agent, but I'm sure they'll try to bring him back. Um, so he'd have some nice pieces to grow with. Five the Philadelphia Eagles. This is from the Saints trade last year where um, the Saints traded up to get Chris Olave. So now Philly owns the Saints draft pick right here. Um, I have not going with Ed Rusher Miles Murphy from Clemson. Uh they traded for Robert Quinn a few weeks ago and then it really hasn't turned out well. They already have seen you know, nice pieces in Josh Wett and Hassan Riddick um along their in their edges, but I think they're still looking for someone else. That's why they traded for Robert Quinn. And unfortunately the Rich Kid Rich whether eleven and one or ten and one whatever it is, and they don't really have too many holes. So I think Miles Murphy would be a nice you know, luxury pick for them. Like 6'5", 276, 13 and a half sacks these last two years. Sixth year, the Panthers, um, they definitely, definitely need a quarterback. Everyone knows that. I'm um, having to go with the Will Levis from Kentucky. Um, Kentucky, I mean, Will Levis, the Penn State transfer, um, 6'3", 232 pounds, a 2,406 yards pass this year, 19 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Um, he struggled a little more this year than he did last year. The physical tools are there. He has a great arm. I'm um, sneaky athletic as well. Um I think the Panthers could, you know, pick him and maybe have him sit for a year uh, behind Sam Darnold if they bring him back or a PJ Walker or whatever they want to do. Get a bridge quarterback to um, you know, take the pressure off of Will Levis. Um they have some good, you know, talent there obviously as well in DJ Moore, um LaVisca chanel Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh they could use running back, obviously, after trading McCaffrey, but Deontay Foreman's been a nice find for them as well. Um, so we'll love this to be a guy they could look at at pick six. Then you have 70 of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I had them getting a weapon from Trevor Lawrence, and that's wide receiver Quinn Quentin Johnson from TCU. TCU's had some... First round receivers, Washington fans know, Jahan Dotson and Jalen Rager from Philly. Both of those guys have not turned out well, so hopefully Quentin Johnson is going to have a better uh, chance to succeed. But a 6'4", 215 is different um, than those guys. He has 903 yards and five touchdowns this year. Um, Trevor Lawrence has always been you know good when he has a you know big target of throws. He never really had that with Jacksonville so far. Marvin Jones is on the 6-2, but he's getting up there in age. But if, if, if they you know get him a guy like Quinn Johnson to go along with Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley, who they traded for at the deadline, that's a really nice three wide receiver set for Trevor to go with. Um, and, you know, Jacksonville has a lot of weapons with Travis Etienne and the two guys that already mentioned. Um, they're building up that offensive line, has some good pieces of defense, too. So maybe they get a big wide receiver here for Trevor to throw to on the outside eight of the arizona cardinals taking head rusher tyree wilson from texas tech he's had a really nice year he's a senior at a texas tech like i said 6'6, 276 he has 14 sacks these last two years um, the cardinals lost Chandler jones last offseason to the raiders in free agency so tyree wilson's a the guy they can you know look to replace that gap um, in 2023 at nine the Indianapolis colts will so obviously are looking for a quarterback um, i don't know if that is the play here because the Number four quarterback in my eyes would be Anthony Richardson from Florida. Um, I like him a lot. He's just super raw, and I just don't know if he's worth a top 10 pick right now. He might just because his physical skills are so tantalizing. 6'4", 231. I'm interested to see what he runs. The 40, if he runs, it could be a four 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 five guy. He looks like a linebacker, has a hell of an arm, um, and just he's going to get someone fired or he's going to get someone a nice extension because he can either be a boom and be a top quarterback in this league, or he can be at a league in two or three years. So he just needs to be, um, maybe coddle is too strong of a word, but he needs to be bringing it along slowly and, you know, sip aside someone for at least a year. So maybe the Colts are willing to do that. If they're at, they have Matt Ryan on a contract next year, um, this year he had 2,549 yards passing, 17 touchdowns, and nine interceptions to go with along with 654 yards rushing and nine rushing touchdowns. Um, so I haven't going to Anthony Richardson here at pick number nine. And lastly, in the number ten, had the Falcons going with a USC receiver for the second straight year. Uh, maybe they don't go receiver here. Um, they obviously could use a defensive help as well, especially at edge rusher. Um, but I don't really, you know, see them go. I don't see someone worthy there at pick ten right now. So I'm going to go wide receiver Jordan Addison. Pittsburgh transfer um, from last year, the former Fred Belinikoff Award winner, 875 yards receiving, eight touchdowns this year. He's six foot one seventy five, on a smaller side, but really good route runner, really good um, shiftiness to him. It kind of reminds me of former Falcons receiver Calvin Ridley. Really. Um, for Washington's purposes, obviously, like I said, luckily they're not talking about that right now, they're focusing on the playoffs. Um, but obviously, looking ahead, their positions and needs are going to be guard, tackle, cornerback depth, um, tight end, and obviously quarterback. At quarterback. Uh, if Anthony Richardson is there in those low 20s where Washington could be picking, I think Washington should definitely pick him um, just because I think he's someone that could really grow and be a top quarterback in this league if he develops correctly and a team is patient with him. And if they have Heineke next year, you know you could sit Richardson on that year and see how that goes going forward. Um, another guy would be hidden. Hucker he's coming off the 20 ACL. He's on the older side. He'll be 25 by the time the draft comes along. But you could probably get him in the second, third round, especially coming off that 20 ACL and could be someone that you know could be a starter down the line um like i said he's, he's nfl ready just because he's been in college you know for five six years now like i said he will be 25 but yeah, obviously he's coming off a of 20 seal as well then you have quarterbacks joey porter jr from penn state he's 62 he's a guy i really like christian gonzalez from oregon is another one to look for in those you know high teens low 20s um and also emmanuel Forrest from mississippi state's another guy to look at um at tight end you have notre dame's michael mayer um over 800 yards and nine touchdowns this year. Um, he's a complete tight end. He's a first-round tight end. He might be gone by the time Washington's picking, but I think it, you know, Logan might be released now all um, His cap money's going down, and he hasn't had as good as year. Um, so he could, tight end, I think, is one position they could up to, up, um, upgrade on when it comes to weaponry um, uh, for whoever's playing quarterback for Washington. And then obviously online, um, a guy like Osiris Torrance from Florida is another someone to look for those low, low 20s or a tackle like Peter Skoransky from Northwestern, who also could be a guard in the NFL. Um, Washington's going to need both those positions, depending on where they see Cam- Sam Cosby going forward. If they look him at a guard or tackle, they go, you know, other positions of what they should look for in the draft. They could use probably two guards anyway, so obviously all those positions will be in play. Last year the fantasy perspective. You could, you know, guys to look at this week is Ravens quarterback Tyler Huntley. He's going to be starting for Lamar with Lamar being hurt. He went twenty-seven to thirty-two for eight hundred eighty-seven yards. as he came in for Lamar's injury, ten carries and 44, 40, 10 carries for forty-one yards. And they had Pittsburgh this week. Um, Jets running backs on him tonight. I mentioned him last week, but one hundred eighteen yards this past week. And they're at Buffalo. Um, Seattle's running backs Travis Homer and DJ Dallas are someone to look for with Ken Walker more than likely being out. They're hosting Carolina. Um, obviously Washington not playing this week But Jahan Dawson someone to look for Going into your playoffs and stretch run 54 yards on touchdown last week Called Another good matchup so He's going against the Giants again in two weeks First round of the playoffs First round of the fantasy playoffs Also, was Jahan someone to look at um, Jets receiver Corey Davis 85 yards on 10 targets last week um, For the Jets against Minnesota They're at Buffalo They could obviously be behind in that game So they might be throwing a lot Mike White throw her 50 times last week And lastly the Broncos tight end Craig AC me at 85 yards last week and they are home against the Chiefs. Another situation where the Broncos could be down a lot going to Kansas City, so Russell should be throwing, dropping back and throwing the ball a lot. Well, that, includes, that would include this Roman Hunt League episode. Commanders are in a good spot right now, even with that tie. If they win three of the last four, it's almost 100% chance they'll be in. And they could maybe even win two of four if one of those two is against the Giants. I could even see them winning out. But it all starts next week on Sunday night versus the Giants. Hope you enjoyed the draft talk. There'll be plenty more of that after the season. I'll be back next week to preview the Week 15 matchup versus the Giants. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScoutG1 and Instagram at RomanLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.